Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection. Welcome to our podcast. This week, we'll be talking about an important subject, not only for TP, but also the world, diversity. Our guests are Miranda Collard, Chief Client Officer, Chair of TP Women and Jeffrey Johnson, Senior Vice President, Human Capital Resource Management, TP Philippines. So how can company, how do you feel companies today uh, can really push forward and make sure that this is a priority diversity, inclusion, and total a priority inside of their organizations amid the pandemic? And why do you feel it's so important that we really leverage this time to do that? Well, you know, as we're seeing around the world, uh, sometimes a pandemic causes a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, and that brings up other problems, unresolved problems. And so in some countries, what we are seeing is that um, the stress, the anxiety, and the, the concerns about a global pandemic only exasperate the issues of, let's say, racial inequality or LGBT inequality or uh, gender representation in government. And so uh, it's critical that governments, but also organizations, realize that the solution to our problems is more equality and more representation, not less. And you know, to start off with that, we have to start off with simply having the conversation like we're having today. Um, and we've made, I think that Teleperformance, we've made a lot of progress uh, on that journey towards um, creating a more equal, more welcoming and more inclusive environment for everyone. But of course, we're not, we're not at the finish line yet. We have a lot of, lot more work to do. Um, and your efforts, Miranda, I think have been, um, completely admirable in that, um, you took this on and, and said, hey, I'm going to do something that means something to me. We need more leaders like that that say, if I want to make a difference, I'm going to do something about it. And start by having that conversation. Even if it's just with your own team, that conversation can make a huge difference. And it may turn into something much larger and also uh, leveraging on the things that the Teleperformance Group is doing all around the world is a great way to to make that change today. And it's something that can happen literally today. It doesn't have to be a huge project. It doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of work. Literally, we can do it right now. Yeah, and I think it's about giving yourself permission to yes. do it. You know, you yes. don't have to wait for somebody to come and tell you to have the conversation or to look at things differently or to even further educate yourself on the topic. Bias. You know, Miranda, you and I were talking about this yeah. uh, just a few days ago, and I think it's it's best addressed by admitting that everyone has unconscious bias. True, mm -hmm. that is part of all of us, um, and even the most progressive, forward-thinking person um, who could even be a member of a minority group also has that unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. um, it is part of everyone. And the most important way that we can address it is by realizing that it exists. I myself have had to address some of my own unconscious bias. You know, I'm a minority living in a in a um, Asian country, and so um, I, sometimes I have my own bias about what it is or what it is not, and I have to address those. Um, I've also had. Uh, I've had uh, life experiences which have formed the way I think of people, oftentimes people of different races. Um, and it's important that we don't try to cover it up, that we don't try to say, oh, 
I'm a, I'm a forward thinking uh, person that's very open to everybody. I don't see color or whatever. You know, that, that is basically covering up the fact that you may have your own unconscious bias and, um, bringing that out, talking about it. Um, I think things like educating yourself are a great way to address that. Um, are, are really, that is the way to address this is by, um, realizing that it exists and talking about it and educating yourself. Yeah, I think we don't forgive ourselves enough, <laughs> right? Because it's almost impossible to not carry forward some of the bias you're presented with as a child, right? Yeah. And right, wrong, or indifferent, I think we could all think back to some of that bias that was portrayed in our life. And maybe today we roll our eyes about it, but you somehow that was built into us, you know, as we grew up and moved along and then we realized things were wrong. We weren't quite sure why they were wrong. Um, but I think back to your comments about being anti-racist or anti, you know, uh, or, or supporting diversity and inclusion, that helps you get out of that mentality. And I know you and I were talking the other day about the fact that, you know, my two older kids are half black. And uh, the fact that I felt it was really important that we just didn't see color, that, mm. you know, uh, we didn't refer to people by their color, that we were supportive and inclusive of all genders, of all, you know, backgrounds. And now I feel, particularly since I'm in the U.S. that and everything that's going on, that I, I really feel I should have been more, uh, provided more education about what it is like to be black in America not just be nice to everyone and be inclusive and you know be the be the humanity first individual i was hoping to do because yeah. i don't feel i necessarily prepared them enough for what's now happening in our country particularly my, my daughter is 17 mm. and she's high energy she's so even keel she's great student good girl i have no idea what i did to deserve her but you know i've probably seen her tear up a handful of times and I've never seen her cry the way she has lately uh, mm. for what's happening in this country, particularly, you know, uh, with black individuals. And it's heart wrenching. But mm. I know that this is something she has to go through to grow. Diverse candidates. You want your team to be more inclusive. Uh, start with saying when when I have openings on my team, I'm going to make sure I fill those with people who uh, are who who represent the diversity that I want on my team. Uh, and that oftentimes requires more work. We can't just sit back and say, whoever comes and applies is going to, to uh, I'm gonna hire. You really have to take that extra step to go seek out and invite people. And I'm seeing that happen though, all across yeah. the teleperformance world, just by starting to have the conversations and making sure that our policies and our procedures support that. So what great, what, what, what better way to make a change than to start with yourself? Yeah, you have to be deliberate in those actions, right? And it's still, you know, I think people uh, struggle between the hiring the right person and, you know, hiring from a diversity where really it's the exact same thing, yeah. <laughs> right? Those <laughs> things are the exact same thing. If you think about when, particularly in the, I'll speak for the U.S. since I, most of my team is based out of the U.S. If you put a job posting for a director or a vice president or an executive vice president, less than 
of the applications that come mm. back are women. Mm. Less than 5% are black women. Yeah. So in order for us to be uh, a diverse company, we have to actively participate in drawing out the right people to, you know, apply for those positions. So you're still uh, you're still selecting the right person for the job, but you're opening up your recruiting pool to be diverse candidates. So it's not the exact same person presenting a resume to you every single time you have a job opening. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes the reason that those applications aren't as diverse as the world that we live in is because studies have proven that minority groups oftentimes are less aggressive about putting in applications. They oftentimes uh, feel that they may not be welcome or they may be concerned about whether or not the organization would be inclusive to them. Um, and so that's a, that's a natural apprehension that I could totally understand why that would be that case. Like for example, um, if, if, if you were a black person and you were comfortable in your job where you're at today, but there wasn't a lot of career opportunities, there could be a part of you that is really concerned whether or not the organization you apply at is going to be welcoming and accepting of you. Or let's say yeah. you have a disability or let's say, um, you know, LGBT or your age. Um, these are all things that I think um, candidates think about. And um, when they think about those things, that's why they don't apply, which makes sense. Uh, but that's why it's incumbent upon us to say, no, you are welcome. Not only are you welcome, we're going to make sure that you're included and that you are a full member of this team and that your voice has the same weight as the voices everybody else on this team. And, you know, at Teleperformance, that's what I, I'm so proud of, is that when you look at our leadership team, our leadership team is diverse. I mean, they come from all over the world. They have all the different colors of skin. They have the... Uh, they're of different genders and they are representative of, of teleperformance. And we have opportunities, but those opportunities are, think, are, are things that when we start talking about them, just like any organization, you can make progress towards them. Yeah, no, it, it actually allows that permission, right? I talk about give yeah. yourself permission, but the organization gives you permission when we have these type of discussions and we're just free in expressing, you know, our thoughts and ideas and you know, our passion around diversity and inclusion. Equal. Add the diversity plus women into the mix, it becomes even more difficult because yes. there's a confidence factor there for women in applying for positions. Right. It may be, I'll give you two points. One, studies show that women will look at a job posting that they have to be able to check 100% of the marks. Right. before they'll apply for the job. A man will need to, feels they only need 60% uh, and I'll yeah. throw my hat in the ring, right? Yeah. Uh, there's that, I, I don't know, I call it the perfection gene. You know, the, yeah. we got to be perfect um, all the time. But the second point, which means, by the way, that we, sh we need to start evaluating how we're actively seeking roles and positions Mm -hmm. And versus having credentials that you check mm -hmm. a box on, you ha we have behavior. Like here's your leadership requirements, mm -hmm. not just your statistic requirements. Exactly. And then the second point of that is, you know, when uh, we're interviewing uh, women and men for like positions, we have to always keep in mind that women haven't always had the opportunity 
to be promoted or right. take higher leadership roles in an organization. So if you're hiring for an EVP or an SVP or whatever it may be in your organization, you need to be cognizant of the fact that you're going to get a lot of male applications that have already mm. done a like job. Yeah, You're not necessarily going to get that from a woman perspective, but that doesn't mean her qualifications aren't there. That means she probably hasn't had the opportunity to achieve that yet. And exactly. I, I, I mean, I know I look at it that way and I know many of my peers and others alike look at it that way and as well. But I think that's why I think that we challenge ourselves mentally on equality and the what you can become, not mm -hmm. the who you are today that makes mm -hmm. us a differentiator. Yeah, I agree. And that same principle, which is absolutely phenomenal, I couldn't agree anymore, Miranda, that same principle applies for many areas of, of diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, imagine being a member of the LGBTQ community um, could have got you fired just, let's say, a decade ago or even just two decades ago. Just saying that you were gay, um, you potentially could not have had a job. And in many countries around the world, that's still the case. Uh, that, that is still a concern of many people. So, of course, LGBTQ people may not have had some of that experience that, that you mentioned. Um, and, but it doesn't mean that they don't have the talent. Mm -hmm. It just means that they haven't had that opportunity. And the same thing could go for ethnicity and for age. Um, these are, these are um, opportunities that have been blocked from people um, that we have to identify that that sy systemic um, barrier that existed historically didn't just disappear overnight. Yes, today we're living in a far more uh, fair world where there's a lot more opportunities for a lot more people. But that systemic racism, that systemic discrimination, that dis dis uh, systemic um, homophobia, that doesn't go away. Uh, we're not even one generation away from that, right? Mm -hmm. And so we still have to realize that, um, that uh, we have to be proactive. We cannot just respond we have to be proactive to break that down. If not, it will take decades, if not uh, longer, to, to, to get us to a more uh, equal and diverse uh, um, organization and countries. Uh, and we know that that's not acceptable. People won't uh, just sit back and wait for these opportunities when they know that they deserve that. And if, we, if, if, if countries and if organizations want to be proactive about this, they're going to get the, the good rewards from that because people are going to hear about organizations that are truly diverse and inclusive. Yeah, and I think, you know, particularly about teleperformance is we're not so bold to say that we're there yet, right? Yeah. We're, I think we're vulnerable enough to say we're a work in progress yeah. and we will continue. You have leaders like you and I, and plus, you know, the hundreds and thousands that we're surrounded with around the world that are going to continue to challenge us as an organization and our own hearts, quite frankly, until, okay. you know, we continue so that we continue to make progress because I think every employee should know at teleperformance, if you haven't been able to be your authentic self, we want that. We right. value that. We embrace you. And, and we believe that because of our diversity, that that is why one main reason why we continue to be the best in the world. Inclusion. 
do you believe that if we're doing more outside of work, it helps us do more when we're in the workplace? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that um, we bring a lot of our personal self to work, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in, a, in an environment like teleperformance where uh, you, you know, you've been at Teleperformance for what, 26 years, I 26 think? 26 years, yes. 26 yes. years, uh, congratulations. But, I, but I, you know, I started when I was 15. <laughs> exactly, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at almost 17 years. And <clears throat> I can tell you that um, through this whole time at Teleperformance, I've never felt I couldn't be my whole self. But to your point, um, that's different than advocating and pushing and driving. You mentioned that uh, TP women meant something to you. Uh, and this is the type of behavior that I think uh, is happening in organizations all around the world. But I'm so proud is happening at Teleperformance where we're taking a proactive approach to dealing with diversity and inclusion. Um, and we're, we're not just doing the things that you would expect from any large international organization like ours. Um, like, for example, doing marketing or talking about things in, in public channels like this. We're also doing the hard work behind the scenes, which is focusing on structural changes, policy changes, strong education uh, amongst our employees, and building up um, networks where people can feel that they can get the mentorship and get um, uh, the right amount of education and role models uh, to be able to work towards those goals. And that's the, let's say, the unsexy side of diversity mm -hmm. and inclusion uh, that sometimes gets forgotten about. And there's like a facade here that shows, here's what we are. But then when, when people join organizations, they say, uh, wait, you said that you were these things, but here's where I'm at today, right? And it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't match. And that's why inclusion is so important to diversity and inclusion, because Diversity could be that your numbers show something or that your policies show something, but inclusion means that how people feel. Oh, that's a really, really good point. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna have to remember that one. <laughs> that makes complete sense. And I think, you know, as you were talking there, I think teleperformance has really allowed us the freedom yeah. to, be, uh, to be who we believe we need to be and then also empower the leadership to make those changes and make those moves. Um, as a company, even when we're not quite sure what they have to be yet. We know yeah. that any progress is progress. So we have to continue to have the conversation, be extremely honest about where our gaps are as a company, and then benchmark and close it. Just benchmark and close it and keep getting better. Yeah. And, and taking that first step is sometimes really just about setting the right tone on your teams and raising your hand and saying, hey, I'd like to get involved. I'd like to do something. Um, and many of the people watching today may be in, in, in a leadership role. So start with yourself. Wow, what an inspiring conversation. Two renowned executives, both inside and outside of TP, sharing their stories. I loved their talk and there will be more like it. Stay tuned for upcoming topics. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast with your workmates. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.